At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's My Patriot Supply. When it comes to stocking up on emergency food, you know me. I think we should be prepared for anything and everything. I mean, I'm still looking for an x-ray machine. But, but there's a very real possibility that we could be heading into war. That's worth thinking about. Um, or just even food shortages. My Patriot Supply is here. You can stock up on their three-month emergency food kit. You'll also get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. If you, you seriously do not know in today's world when or if or what is coming our way. My Patriot Supply. You get a $200 bonus gift right now that will come free with every three-month three emergency food kit that you order. That way, everybody in your family can be really prepared. The offer is only good while supplies last. Check this off your list and sleep better. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. Score free shipping as well. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. We're going to begin the program. We're on the phone now waiting for the... Uh, former president, President Trump, on this one-year anniversary of Ukraine, and more on Ohio, too. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is the one year anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine. How are things going? Also, how are things going in Ohio? We have a man who might know the answer to both of those things, Donald Trump. We're waiting on the phone now for the president to come to the phone. We want to get to him in 60 seconds. Sandra wrote in about her experience with relief factors. She said, I used to have serious back pain. I couldn't do anything because it even even a simple task made my back feel like I had flames going through it. But now I can do everything with no pain. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad I started Relief Factor. Sandra, thank you for taking the time to write in and giving Relief Factor a try. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. I've been taking it now for, gosh, three years. I take it almost every day, three times a day. And I have to tell you, it, it has changed my life. And it's not a drug, so you're not whacked out. It's uh, four different key ingredients that fight inflammation in your body, and that's the source of most of our pain. So please try it out. 1995 for the three-week quick start. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Uh, is ready? Uh, relieffactor.com. Mr. President, how are you, sir? Hi, Glenn. 
It's good Hi, to talk Glenn. to you. How are you? I'm very good. Good How to talk doing? to you. I'm great, and That's I have great. to. I have to thank you for bringing so much attention to what's happening in Ohio, and finally getting Buttigieg to uh, show up, who was there yesterday, <laughs> yeah. uh, and blaming you for the disaster somehow or another. But thank oh, you. Did for- I didn't hear that. I, I can imagine. That's oh, yeah. They always yeah. do that. Yeah. That's incredible. That's what did, incredible. What did you anyway. learn from, from the people of East Palestine? The unity is incredible. The relationship to each other, the working with each other. The mayor was a great guy. I did ask a question. What is your crime rate? And it's almost zero. So, you know, here we are in... New York and different cities where it's uh, not only is it not zero, it's numbers that have never been seen before and horrible crime too, just getting whacked from behind your head with a baseball bat and things. But I said, what's your crime rate? Almost like, uh, gee, that's not a very smart question. I mean, we have almost no crime. Think of it. You know, it's a beautiful thing when you look and see, and there's just a lot of love there, a lot of spirit. They happen to love me, because I mean, the relationship, I got a vast amount of votes there, as you probably yeah. know. I think it used to be a Democrat area, too. Yeah. But I got a vast amount of votes, and it was a beautiful thing to see how we just all came together. And Boot Edge Edge, you know, was supposed to say Boot Edge Edge. He was supposed to be there, and uh, he decided not to come. And he came the next day, and he played to very small crowds. Nobody yeah. cared. It was too late. I mean, he should have been there on day one. Not uh, weeks after this event happened. It was a very horrific event, actually. um, Horrible event that people can't trust the uh, EPA or they don't trust the EPA um, on on, uh, the testing of the air, trying to get somebody. We've been trying to hire some people to go do testing there for the people in um, East Palestine. And uh, a lot of places just won't do it because they... They don't want to break up their public-private partnership with the United States. Who do you trust? Oh, wow, that's incredible. Well, that's happening in a lot of ways. I mean, when you look at it, people don't want to get involved because, you know, the fascists that are running the country take, you know, umbrage at it. They, uh, They go after them. And that's in many different ways. You see it. You see it even with law firms. You see it with yeah. so many different things. They don't want to. They don't want to take on this fascist, disgusting system that our country's turning out to be. Uh, we're becoming like a uh, like a Soviet Union. It's disgraceful. And you see that in many ways. So now you tell me that even engineer types are doing that. It's yeah. uh, just absolutely. It's absolutely horrible what's happening to our country in so many ways, whether it's the border, the military, what they're doing with the military, so many different things. It's uh, very sad, so, actually, and very dangerous, very bad. This is the one-year anniversary of the invasion into Ukraine. And, Mr. President, I can't find a good guy here. I don't, I don't trust Putin. I don't think he's a good guy. But I know, because I did a, a lot of work on uh, your so-called impeachment and what was going on in Ukraine, that's wildly corrupt. And I don't trust our government. And I don't want to get into a war. And we are now losing almost, we're close to losing the proxy part of this war. And it looks like we're headed towards something where we are going head to head. What is your take on this? And how do we stop this? So it's a very interesting question. And I have a little more experience because I dealt with 
Zelensky, uh, I made one phone call and then I made a second call. These were two congratulatory calls. Once when he won first phase one of the election and one when he was one phase two. They were, as I say, perfect phone calls. I got unanimous in the House uh, acquittal, unanimous from every single Republican. Now, right. you haven't seen that too often, but every single Republican voted to acquit or to say innocent. And uh, that was a nice thing to see. The Republicans came together, but I got to know a lot and learn a lot about the country. Now, you know, the country is considered extremely corrupt. In fact, right. we have a document that says you're supposed to report them, blah, 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 you know, everything. Right. But it's a very it is a very corrupt country. Uh, I happen to like Zelensky for one specific reason. Uh, when they asked him what I said, was it was he threatened? Was he he acted as though it was a disgrace that they were doing Right. With this, he said, "What did he do? He didn't do anything wrong. He, he just like couldn't believe it. Actually, it was just a con by Nancy Pelosi and the con artists. But Zelensky could have said, "Oh, I felt threatened. I felt this. I felt that. Could have said that, and it would have been harder. Uh, we would have still won because it's still, you know. Fortunately, we had this uh, call taped in a way. It was taped by the by the people in government and in our government." And it was very lucky that it was because we had all these people making up different stories right. saying they were on the call. Probably they weren't even on the call, but they were liars. And uh, when the tape came out, that was that was the end of their whole ploy. Then they went on to something new. But these are just terrible people. But Zelensky, as you remember very well, and it was quite beautiful because I didn't know. You know, I didn't yeah. know him. I congratulated him on a victory. But he came out. And he said, uh, absolutely, he didn't do anything wrong. I, he didn't even know what they were talking about. And, and he acted that way. So I, re, I really respected that because he could have gotten some good political points. And I really respected that. And, uh, so you know, should, I like him. Should we, uh, should I, we I be sending more money, more arms? Now they're talking yeah. about planes. Should we be doing this? Well, we're going to end up in World War Three. That's one thing that's going to happen. And I've been sort of saying that for a long time now. Uh, are you ready? Just in a very quick nutshell, this is a war that should have never happened. It would have never happened if I were in office. Uh, zero chance of it happening. I used to speak to Putin about it, got along with Putin very right. well. Don't forget, I was tougher on Russia than anybody else. You're one of the I people know. that faced that. I, I ended their pipeline. I sanctioned them. I did so many, and yet I still got along with Putin. That's sort of a trick. That's a hard trick it's a talented trick but i got along with him but i know nobody i was the one that sent in the javelins i sent in massive numbers of javelins and biden and obama sent in pillows right. and they sent in sheets <laughs> i know in a very small did, number did, but i gave them the javelins when they wiped out those tanks they wiped them out with the stuff i sent there was nobody was was as tough and the javelins was a big deal but the biggest deal was i shut down the north stream 2 pipeline that nobody even heard of until i came along so i let when, people know about it nobody heard of it when you go so, to the uh, Nord stream pipeline which you did shut down biden opened up now there's yeah. uh, some reporting that says we blew it up. Biden did a covert mission and blew it up. Do you believe that? Well, it could have been us, and it could have been uh, it could have been Ukraine, and it could have been some third party country that wants to see 
that wants to see trouble. The one group it wasn't is Russia. You know, they blame Russia for, for doing it. This was a main is a main source of massive income to them. They didn't bl- blow it up to make a point. That's the one thing I can tell you for sure. Remember when it first happened? They yeah. said Russia did it. You know, Russia always said Russia, Russia. And uh, I lived for years with that where uh, everything gets blamed on Russia, gets blamed on you. These people are sick, I'm telling you. But it could have been. It could have been working in conjunction with Ukraine because Ukraine has total dominance over the United States, total dominance. I mean, mm. we've given them probably $150 billion, and Europe has given them almost nothing. And that bothers me. That really bothers me because I had it. I had it out with them on NATO. You know, we were taking I care know. of NATO. We were taking care of. I got four hundred and fifty billion dollars from the European nations from NATO. That's the other thing. Nobody was tougher on them, but then they still beat us on trade because I had that just about stopped. You know, Europe is almost as bad as China on dealing on trade. They're very, very restrictive. Very, very tough. They don't take our cars. They don't take our farm products. Right. Meaning much of. They don't do, you know, they treat us uh, with a lack of respect. Well, they were starting to respect us a lot and big, and we were straightening a lot of things out. But the saddest part about the war is that this is a war that should have never happened. Okay, so now it happened. Uh, Now you have to get people in a room, you have to knock heads, and you have to get it done. And that would mean... That would mean saying things to Putin and saying things to Zelensky that they're not going to want to hear and getting them into a room and getting it done. People are dying by the thousands. You know, Glenn, when I see the reports that they knock down a city, you know, these cities are being leveled. There's not a building standing in a lot of these cities. I've seen pictures that maybe other people don't get to see. Maybe they do. But or take a look at the newspaper. When they have a topographical picture of a city, there's one building standing. It's incredible. And then they say uh, one person died and three people were injured. No, no. Many people died. Right. Many people were badly injured, and we're not getting the true facts about what's happening in so this war. let me ask you one, one more question, because I know you're on such a tight schedule. So let me just ask you one more question. China is now offering to negotiate the peace there, but the Chinese just flew a spy balloon, which you know we didn't shoot down. But today we're finding out that a U-2 spy plane took pictures of it. It had a payload the size of three different buses. It was being navigated, solar panels creating energy for it, and we allowed it to fly over our missile silos and strategic air command. This is dereliction of duty if if we're being kind. Well, there are those that say, as you know, uh, that Biden and the Biden family are truly conflicted and compromised with respect to China. Uh, there's a lot of money going around and it's substantial money and big money and decisions are being made. I mean, when you look at uh, what they're doing to us on trade, uh, they're giving back so much of what I won and it's crazy. It, It doesn't make sense. It's like the border. It doesn't make sense to allow, it will be 15 million people pretty soon. 15 million. It was not three. They used to say three. The people are pouring in at will, I'm watching hospitals are being overrun and everything is being overrun by people that are coming out of their prisons, are coming out of their mental institutions. They're overrunning our country. Who would say that that's good? I mean, what person would say that that's good? But with China, they are perhaps compromised by China because decisions are being made 
that are very strange. As an example, why wouldn't that have been shot down long before? Because those messages don't sit in that balloon. Those, those right. message are the messages are immediately transmitted on the second. They're immediately transmitted. So this thing flew all across our country, did its work. It probably had nothing left to do. It was heading back. And then they shot it down. The whole thing is crazy. So many things are, are so wrong. Why don't we have voter ID? Why are they allowing millions of people? And many of these people are terrorists and people that are going to be causing us from. We're going to be feeling the border for many years to come. Yeah. No matter who it is, we're going to feel it. They are destroying and poisoning our country. And you say, why are they doing this? Why are they doing it? But this is a family that could very well be compromised because why are they allowing this to happen with respect to China? At the same time, the ultimate sin is taking place. And I learned this when I was a young student studying history. Never let China and Russia unify. Yeah. And we have let them unify. We forced them into yeah. a unification. We have. And that's the most dangerous thing that can happen to our country. Mr. President, I, your people are giving us the high sign uh, that you have got to go. I hope we have a chance to talk again soon. Uh, uh, it's been Anytime. a while. It's good to talk to you, sir. Thank well, you so much. Anytime. Thank you very much. You bet. Thanks, Glenn. You bet, Bobby. See you soon. Bye. When it comes to doing business with somebody, there's two kinds of trust that you have to worry about. You need to be able to trust that the person is honest, that somebody is is really listening to you, understands you, and is is not just placating you. Also, you need to be able to trust that that person uh, knows what they're doing. Well, that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes in. Those two things are so critical, to, especially for the biggest transaction probably of your life, your home. These people will listen to you. They understand you because they are cut from the same cloth. Most of, if not all of them, are listeners to this program. So they're fans of the show. So you have that in common. But also, these are the best of the best. These are the people that have great track records, um, and we monitor them all the time. They don't work for us, but we recommend them. And it's after a long vetting process. I mean, it's agonizing, the vetting process for them, not for us. And we want to make sure that they're the right people to recommend to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking for a real estate agent, these are the people that you should at least start with. Interview them yourself. It's no cost to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Just tell us what you're in need of, where you're in need, and we will hopefully have a real estate agent in your area that we think you can trust this person. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. That was uh, quite an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. There was uh, a lot there. Yeah. Some things you, you, you I don't know that I've ever heard of a former president uh, say. The, our government is fascistic. It's the fascists that are running our government. That would have, at any other time, at any other time, that would have stopped all the presses everywhere. A former president saying that the current president is a fascist. But 
They've been saying that about him when he was president. So I guess it's no big deal yeah, anymore. I guess they've set a precedent there. Uh, right. Uh, that we will go into this will cause World War yeah, III. I think the quote was, we're going to end up in World War III. That's quite the quote from a former president. Um, and, you know, someone who's obviously the, you know, the leader in the field to uh, to replace the current president. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think going it's, it's an interesting line to walk as far as talking about all this stuff from President Trump, because he his best argument on this stuff is I was already president and none of this stuff happened. Correct. <laughs> right. Like that's and a, he shut down yeah. the Nord Stream pipeline. And now he's saying we might have done that. That's yeah, that was crazy. Wow. Yeah. I, and, and I think you know, we've talked about this off the air a decent amount and a little bit on the air as well, that the you know, if it wasn't us who did it. And you go to their initial excuse that this was essentially Russia blowing up the pipeline. And, it, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, I mean, I, it just from a on a surface standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. And I think that's what President Trump outlined as well. I mean, could it be a third party country? Could it be a faction inside of Russia that wanted, you know, a, a far, you know, a right wing fashion that wants, uh, excuse me, faction that wants to prevent Putin from reconnecting to Europe. I mean, I, that's possible. That's really the those, those are the only the, real possibilities. Only possibilities outside yeah. of us. I mean, why would why would they do it themselves? I mean, if they just, after investing all this money and wanting at that time to yeah remain connected to the global economy, and it hadn't really evaporated completely yet. There, there's a fascinating story. Um, if you get today's show prep, um, and to get it, all you have to do is just subscribe to uh, my daily newsletter. You'll get it every morning, and it's got about 60 stories that I use for my show prep. It's what we have gathered for the last 24 hours that we f- feel you really need to know about. Um, and there's a story in it today. Just go to glenbeck.com and sign up for that, by the way. There's a story today that you look at this now a year later, and um, we're not getting the truth about Russia's economy. And this one is really fascinating because we're being told that the Russian economy is, uh, is, is, is doing fairly well. We're being told that their GDP growth is 2.2. Well, they shouldn't be growing at all, right? And... We're getting this. Uh, we're getting this um, research now from Russia, right? From them, from them. Which we we never believe China's growth numbers. Why are we believing Russia's growth numbers? So we have this really fascinating story where you look at it and you see what we're being told, and then what the real numbers are. They're in deep, deep trouble deep trouble financially this is something that nato and the biden administration should be taking a victory lap over why did the president just say that it's not hitting them hard enough we need even more sanctions why is our government putting out uh through the imf something that that shows a lie that is based on all the numbers that putin gave why it doesn't really seem to make sense you can find out all about it just sign up for my daily email newsletter at glenbeck.com the glenbeck program how many times you've bitten into a big old steak and said 
wow, this is delicious, right? I'm hoping that, you know, the answer is, you know, a lot of times, or if you buy your meat from the grocery store, you're like, not really. And you want to seek some help. If it's a lot of times, I have a way for you to save money. If it's never, I have you uh, an opportunity here to have that experience. It's GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers is a subscription service. You just order your meat and you say, I want this amount of chicken, this amount of beef. And it's all from American farms and ranches. And it is top of the line, but not top of the line prices compared to your grocery store. And if you sign up now, you'll lock in your price of beef. Now, that's great because it's supposed to go up another 15% this year. Lock that in, and you'll save $30 if you use the promo code BECK. It's GoodRanchers.com, promo code BECK. GoodRanchers.com. Don't forget, promo code BECK. And don't forget BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. If you go there, you can subscribe to Blaze TV. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll save 10 bucks. Every single member of the press should be asking the White House today. You had photos from a U-2 spy plane, 1960s technology. You had photos of the payload underneath that Chinese balloon. It was navigating itself. It had its own power supply. It had antennas, satellites. It had um, uh, uh, cameras on it. And it intentionally snaked its way over all of our missile sites, our silos, and strategic air command. And you knew it. As soon as it got into our airspace, you knew it. You have been tracking it since China. But now we find out that we had pictures of a payload that was as big as three school buses. And you let it go. And then you lied to us for two weeks saying you didn't know what it was. You thought it might be a weather balloon. You knew it wasn't. That should be the question at the White House right now. Right now. We are being lied to like crazy. Like crazy. And this can't stand. The things that are are coming our way are way too important. Let me give you what the Asia Times is writing today. I want to give you just a little just a little touch on this. They're reviewing the week and they're saying we had two speeches, one from Biden and one from Putin, and they happened within hours of each other. And if you listen to them, you had Putin, uh, I mean, sorry, you had Biden saying that they are there till the end. And they're going to send the M1A1 tanks, and maybe there's more. But $500 billion was being committed in that speech. Then the other speech, and I'm quoting, the other speech came from Putin, who spoke for a whopping two hours on Tuesday evening, which he reiterated his commitment to total victory over Ukraine and how the United States was ruled by Satanists and pedophiles. 
unsurprisingly, Western media outlets simply refused to cover the speech that those that did were openly derisive. The speech certainly was Castro-esque in its uh, loquaciousness, but it was tinged with quasi-religious accusations against the West that would make most Iranian mullahs blush. But there was substance in Putin's words. He not only signaled that his commitment to the conflict was as strong as ever, but he was escalating it in in response to what he viewed as American escalation. In fact, Putin issued his first significant threat towards the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. He told his American rivals that they were to remove the offensive long range weapon systems in Ukraine. We're sending more. He told us this week, remove them or Russian forces will begin directly targeting those systems. Okay, there's a red line for you. Now, most likely we have our soldiers on the ground helping with those long range systems. We know that because we've practically sent their photographs all around the world. When any of those die. Is that a problem for us? How do we respond? Let me show you what I think could very well happen that you need to pay attention to because it's over. And as President Trump said, it will end in World War Three. This is a way that it will happen. And most people will never even understand it. It'll be like the Archduke Ferdinand. What? Why do we even care? And you're in war. And it all centers around a small country called Moldova. Here's something that you will know that most people don't, and you need to keep this in your back pocket and watch it. So Moldova has always had uh, ties to Russia, close ties. More than 5,000 Russian troops have been stationed in Moldova since 2014. Reason why Moldova is so important is because they have the largest artillery ammunition factory and storage facilities in all of Eastern Europe. Both Russia and Ukraine are running out of artillery ammunition. Russians are firing 30,000 rounds a day. Ukraine is using about 20,000 shells. Now, here's the real problem to give you some perspective. All across our entire country, the U.S. makes only about 20,000 artillery shells per month. So already Ukraine is firing what we can make and supply in a month. They're using that every day. Our stocks are running low now. We don't have artillery shells in case we get into a war. So then the guns fall silent. Do you want to understand why we're talking about sending tanks and now we're considering the F-16 fighter jets? Because as soon as that artillery goes dry, tanks and planes. But the Moldovan ammunition storage facility contains more than 3.5 million 155 millimeter shells. So the, the ammo dump has now more shells in Moldova than we make in 14 years. Now, this is coming from the BBC, this part. Listen to this. They indicate that Ukraine now has massed about 20,000 troops on the Moldovan border, 
with the possibility possibility of the goal of invading Moldova and grabbing the ammo depot. 5,000 Russian troops have been stationed in Moldova, and they're preparing for an invasion. And Russia is now preparing a sort of Berlin airlift program to get more troops and equipment into Moldova. This is a landlocked country. They want to guard the territory and the ammunition for themselves. Key factor that no one knows or is talking about. Two days ago, Putin didn't just say, hey, I'm not paying attention to the nuclear start treaty anymore. The Duma ratified that. But also, he rescinded a years old decree that recognized Moldovian sovereignty. Basically, what this did two days ago was give him the right to claim Moldova as a province of Russia. Now, you might want to ask. Hmm. Why do they have so much of this ammunition? Because it was a Soviet satellite and this was this was the center of keeping it. So why does it matter? Well, because it's sitting between Ukraine and Romania. Remember, Ukraine is not NATO. Romania is. Well, they can have a fight in Moldova. No, they really can't. Moldova and Romania allow Try this on for size for dual citizenship from 2012 to 2020, the last year that they published any data, more than 800,000 Moldovans obtained dual citizenship. So that makes them NATO and Romanian citizens. You have almost a million people who are NATO citizens. So if they are invaded by Ukraine, defended by Russia, whatever this, whatever that means for just the war, you have a million NATO citizens. So what are you going to do about that? Because that is direct conflict now, and you're killing NATO citizens. And if... If Ukraine goes in, then they're violating territory of a sovereign neighbor. What do we do then? Let me remind you one other thing. Joe Biden sent in the 101st Airborne Division of the U.S. Army. Okay. Where did he put them? They are three miles away from the Moldovan border. So they are in between the Russians and the Ukrainians. This is how World War III begins. This is how it happens overnight. Ukraine wants NATO in the war, and so does Russia. Ukraine wants NATO to help them defeat Russia directly, and Russia wants NATO in the war to justify and rationalize to their people, see, we were right, look what NATO's doing to destroy us. We're dealing with a Hitler-like figure with Putin. And we're dealing with one who is armed with hypersonic nuclear missiles. We are also dealing with a country, Ukraine, that is nothing more than a laundromat for money. 
That's all that country is. A place where where politicians all over the world and countries all over the world send their tax dollars to be laundered and put someplace else. We're not the good guy. Ukrainian government's not the good guy. Putin's not the good guy. There's only black hats here. The people in, in Russia, the people of Ukraine, and the people of America will be the ones that suffer. You watch for Moldova in the news in the next couple of weeks. If you hear of an invasion, either by Russia or Ukraine, that is probably the stepping stone to World War III. If you think your kids are learning real American history in public school these days, <laughs> where have you been? It ain't happening. The Tuttle Twins has an amazing history book that will help them come away with real appreciation of the ideas that make America so special. And I want you to check it out today. First, go to their website, download a free chapter first, see what you think, then what your kids think. This is history told as a story. One of the most important things they'll ever read, the real story of America. They're having an amazing sale on the book today is their last day on America's history book. You'll save over 40% off the normal price. Plus, you'll get some great free bonuses and an audio version. But only if you go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com to get the President's Day deal. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids and your teens sane in this crazy, crazy world. Teach them the truth. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Lots of fun. It's Friday. Yeah, we've only had a start of World War Three so far in the show. Right. Fascist government. That's it. Uh, that's it. Moldova is going to cause a World War Three. But that's it. Can you go into any more depth on the on the um, Russian economy thing you were talking about? Because uh, they're saying it. Yeah. It, it only shrank by two point two percent, which seems highly suspect. Though okay. I am reading in some other so, publications that it's been more resilient than expected. Okay, so here's here's what it is. Um, that's according to the World Bank and Russia's GDP, two point two. So they get their they get it from Russia's Economic Bureau. However, however, uh, Russia's car economy, which was ten point four percent of GDP, is down now 99% since the sanctions were put in place. So if 99% of one-tenth of your uh, of your economy goes offline... Right. Uh, You've wiped out 10% what? of your economy. How can you only be down 2.2%? Oil and gas sales brought 50% of Russia's GDP. That's down 40%. So it's also capping off 10% of its production. Okay, so it's off 40 percent. What? How could you possibly have that? And by the way, they're capping their oil production that may not be able to be undone because of the permafrost effects 
on the Russian pipelines. It, they may crack and never be able to be put through again. Consumer retail has dropped by 65%. If you look at the, the shopping centers, they're ghost towns with most of the stores closed. Hmm. Estimated 1.5 million Russians have fled the country. The housing market has dropped 20%. This doesn't add up to a minus 2.2%. How is that even possible? It's BS. It's total BS. Now, some of this could some of this be covered by the fact that they are clearly doing off the books sort of transactions with places like China. Uh, Yeah, but then how do you you, how do you how do you put it in a 2.2% GDP? How do you how you are saying you're arriving at that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why is it um, the IMF, who, by the way, we just fired the head of the IMF because he wasn't he wasn't strong enough on global warming. So the new guy we have in is all with the WEF and uh, global warming and says that's the biggest problem we have to solve, yada, yada. I mean, why? I think I think the reason why we're heading into war is because. That will trigger the net that we're all supposed to fall into. That will topple this old system that they all want to get rid of and put us into new stakeholder capitalism. And the world will reset. And we'll have fewer, you know, mouth breathers. We'll have, you know, less CO2 in the air. Uh, Okay. Now, I don't know. But that's the way I read this. It just could be, I don't know, corruption? What? Well, I mean, how? why would you have this? And at the same time, you know this is true. Your IMF comes out and says, nope, Russia's telling the truth. You know this to be true. Why does the president give a speech saying, we've got to double down? If these numbers are what I say they are, uh, gosh, even close, you have them at the brink of collapse. But they also know we're at the brink of collapse. Everything that is happening in our lives right now is going to be a photo finish. Who collapses first? Which one? Do the American people or does this new state collapse first? Do Does Russia collapse before we collapse? What? What we are at the brink on so many fronts right now, and it's not just America, it's the entire world. Because that's what's up for grabs now. A new world order. Back in just a minute. <laughs> 